Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. Hello! From the Next Reels Film Board, this is Tommy Hansom with an important announcement. The following podcast includes movie audio clips that contain unbleeped profanity. Such profanity may include Damn, Hell, Nuts, Butter, McGee, Doodle, Captain, and Toot Toot, here comes the diarrhea parade. Listening discretion is advised. Streaming services are on the rise, and -and brick-and-mortar video stores are a thing of the past. We have lost that experience of wandering the aisles and stumbling upon a film we've never heard of. We have replaced the familiar face behind the video store counter with an algorithm to recommend films. With more and more content available, it's harder to know what's worth watching and what might be a waste of your time. There are many hidden gems out there waiting to be discovered, and we want to help you find them. This is Trailer Rewind, a podcast where we discuss and review recently forgotten or overlooked films that are now available to stream at home.
Hey, welcome to Trailer Rewind. It's a movie with teen drama, so I have asked Rob Kubasco from Marvel Movie Minute, a fellow father of a teenage girl, to talk about Banana Split. Do you want to buy my corned beef sandwich? Uh-oh. You don't like my sandwiches, my music? I don't think that's how friends work. Maybe we shouldn't be anymore. We shouldn't be friends? I brought you food afterwards and you didn't even say thank you. Let's, Come on. This is cliche. Just smile. April, have your salmon. I'm not hungry. Mom, she's allowed to be depressed. Thank you. No one as good as Nick will ever love her again. Where did this Clara girl come from anyway? April, she's here. How come I've never heard of her? Because she's like moved here, so I'm just showing her around. And you thought, before I show her the Chinese theater, she should see Nick's penis? Hi, you're April. Uh-huh. Do you want to go do a shot? Why are you being so nice to me? I want a reason to give you a black eye. God, your eyes are pretty. This was my trailer pick from March 14th, 2020. So it seems like an eon ago, but just, you know, a few short months ago. And what I noted about this was that Hannah Marks, who is one of the writers was familiar and, and star of Banana Split, was familiar to me from the BBC show Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Rob, have you watched Dirk Gently? No, I have not, but I am familiar with the show. Okay, so she's uh, the the sister of Elijah Wood's character in there, and standout performance there. Pete agreed and said, ah, yes, that's why she looks familiar. And he said it had all the tropes it looked like, but he wondered if it was going to be charming enough to feel original. And Andy gave it a hearty, meh. <laughs> well. So today is September 17th, and Banana Split is available on Netflix. So this was an interesting one. I tried to dig into what, you know, when was this released? And all I could find was that it was released digitally on March 27th, 2020. Right. That's it. I couldn't find anything of like, when was this going to go into theaters or anything? Or was it just scooped up by Netflix? I couldn't find anything out about the release of this movie. So there's an interesting story. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. And and yes, fellow fathers of teenage women. So I'm certainly looking forward to this. I should note something. The reason why, why did I select this, this trailer to be a part of the discussion on, um, my family, we have, uh, from time to time have gotten deep into some episodic television, uh, that is geared for teenage audiences. Uh, yes, we watched all the seasons of pretty little liars and, ah. uh, and, and yes, we are great <laughs> fans of Riverdale until it jumped the shark. And that jumping of the shark would be the levitating babies. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead and watch Riverdale and you'll know what I'm talking about. But but anyway, so I love the idea in Riverdale. I was like, oh, Cole Sprouse. Like, I'm just totally blown away by Cole Sprouse. When I saw this trailer, I went, oh, my God, my daughter will totally want to see this. Cole Sprouse is in it. And I am completely wrong. And that wouldn't be the oh. first time because it's not Cole Sprouse. It's his, it's his twin brother, Dylan twin brother Sprouse, that's Dylan. in this. So... When the movie starts and we're watching this all together, and by the way, I should note, we, we watched this entire movie together as a family. <laughs> My daughter immediately thought I was an idiot. Again, not the first you time. Because you don't know which twin is which twin. I you don't know. Tell I'm like, look, no. it's so funny. Cole Sprouse dyed his hair and it's long now. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I'm a fool. So, uh, look, now here's the thing. So, as I'm doing the research on this, and, and you know, obviously we'll get into the movie. But this movie does have an interesting story of what happened. So it actually, production date and and even the editing and stuff looks like it was done, uh, shot in the winter of 2018. And uh, later that year was due to be released. During post-production, they came across a problem that they found they had. What happened is the uh, main character, played by Hannah Marks, is wearing a Bartman shirt through oh, 40% no. of the filming. And oh after my God. it was done, right, they didn't have the rights to that. And they tried to get the rights and it didn't work out. They had to CG out Bartman off of all that footage. Oh, my God. Whoa. Right? I mean, it happens to all of us, I think. Yes. Yeah. So Somebody is, in the costume department's not going to be. Well, they learned a lot. I mean, you know, they learned a lot about that. That's, yeah. You know, maybe, uh, hey, this might have been an early job. And you know what? Yes. Everybody's got to learn the stories of intellectual property. Yeah. As a designer, oh, yeah. I have learned those stories from time to time as well. <laughs> Cease and desists are never letters you want to receive. So look at, 
I get it. I just think it's an amazing story of like how this movie got into sort of a limbo for a year or so. Wow. And then, uh, no, and, and, and I just find this, the story interesting. Look, I'm, I'm interested in these movies. What do I like watching teenage comedies? No, I, but I like when they can help relate and foster conversation with my daughter. Like, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And I think when you can discuss those things and, and you can laugh and especially when they're, they are entertaining, that's a good thing. We'll get into the the ins and outs of that because there are some. <laughs> so, so, so you said you watched this as a as a family. Yes. So right. now this now this is not a typical family film, it but is I, not. I, as, as an older it, when you have an older you know an adult child or right. you know seventeen eighteen year old a mature child mature child yes I think that's one thing that's refreshing about some of these is that it'll it'll tackle some of those things. Seriously, and you can you can have conversations about them, or it'll present it in a lighter way, and you could say, "Okay, that's you know, is this real? Is this true?" And one of the right. things that you know, I had both my daughters watch it, and f- funnily enough, that you know, I didn't watch it with them because they're still they're uncomfortable. I'm fine with it. They're <laughs> a little uncomfortable when things get kind of graphic and in in descriptive in the sure. in the language. Sure. But you know, they both said, "Yeah, this you know, they could." They could relate to some of this. My uh, my oldest said she thought that the relationship between the two main characters reminded her of, oh, what was that that Blake Lively Anna Kendrick one, the, the simple plan, which oh, I, I thought think so yeah 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 I was like okay that's a completely different movie but she was connecting to the relationship between the two girls right. and I thought okay that's an interesting dynamic and my youngest she said it. You know, it was nice because it did some different things with with the genre of your main character not be. She said it's, it's nice having the main character not be the nice person, and I thought that's right. interesting. So she said, "Yeah, that, you know, I always want to know is this an accurate portrayal of teen things? Because I think you're, you're probably around the same age as I, growing up exactly. with John Hughes, of seeing like, wow, this is like actual like teenager stuff. So I always, you know, sort of check in with them, like the Instagram stuff, all of that. They're like, yeah, I mean, it's not a hundred percent, but it's pretty close." to, you know, capturing how teens interact. It's it's not a 60-year-old man's version of teenagers. It seems like we've got, you know, something more in tune. And I guess having Hannah Marks being one of the writers of that helps contribute. Oh, that. no, Realism. absolutely. Well, and, and actually, there's this is, by the, by the way, the story about the Bartman uh, fiasco is from a, an article in Variety uh, that I think came out uh, March 27th of this year, of 2020. And okay. they talk about that and also giving Hannah, obviously she is the co-writer. I mean, this this is based on yeah. a, a bit of a life experience and stuff that she had growing up. Look, I think it's good. I think every generation is can be summarized in a variety of movies that are those seminal movies that depict what's going on in their, in their life as they're growing up. I think that's a good thing to have. I mean, look, yeah. are you going to watch this? Are some people going to watch this movie? Are you going to be offended? Some people, yes, they will, right? Because- it it earns its it earns its its rating on on like you said some of the descriptive language we'll talk about maybe a little bit too, it, but here's the deal: does it give you somewhat of a peek into what today's adolescents, especially teenagers, are going through? Yeah, some of the pressures that they're under, some of the things that are happening within relationships and what they what they place as important and what's not. Yes, it does, and that's a good thing because again, if if you're open, and I would encourage everyone to have open conversations, especially yes. with the ones they love, this is a good thing to talk about that. So there we are. I, I my my daughter shares my sensibilities and my sense of humor. Again, your mileage may vary. I wouldn't go lower than seventeen years old though. No, no, no. <laughs> Again, maybe no. you should watch it first and then decide on that. But yeah. yes, the, it, it depends on on your comfort level. Like I said, I was fine with all of this. I'm like, okay, because for me in in our house, my wife and I often joke that part of our function as a parent is to embarrass our kids to because push them outside of their comfort zone of course. on some of these things of like yeah we're going to have this conversation we're going to laugh at these things that's going to make you uncomfortable but we need to talk about them all of those things so i think yeah it's it's something that i was i wasn't expecting as much right. with this but i i should because i it's become a trend instead of just the wacky teen comedies of the 90s right. it seems like we've got the teen comedies that have that are tackling something a little bit more serious. I think, like I said, I think like John Hughes of, I'm going to take the problems of teenagers and I'm going to treat them respectfully. We can still laugh at the ridiculousness of being a teenager, but there's still a lot of heart and a lot of seriousness that that goes on, particularly at, at key pivot points. I mean, this is about, you know, graduation and, and moving on and, right. and friends growing apart from each other. Uh, but overall, how would you rate this, rank this in, in your 
sphere of of films of, of how you view things is this on, you know, on your scale i mean in terms of my you know and this is a tough movie to scale because i mean again mm-hmm. is this a movie i would watch again no not tomorrow right like I, i'm right. glad i watched it i'm glad i saw it i there's some things that i thought were very funny and, and very interesting is it a groundbreaking cinematography adventure like scott pilgrim no no there's no <laughs> there's nothing here that's you know crazy but it's just really good on uh, candor you know like i mean I, you know the words that i keep coming up with like you just said a few of them like i would add candor and i would add authentic because yes. that's what this seems this doesn't there's nothing in here well there's a few scenes the dining room table scenes involving the mother <laughs> that I, I think do go a little bit above of what normal dinner conversation is, even for the funniest of families. Right. Those are the ones that push the limit of what's real. And they're done there to just make you laugh. I mean, honestly, that's, that's yes. what the purpose of those scenes are. Um, but no, I, you know what? I just, I would say, um, you know, it's not, a, it's not an average. I mean, if, if I had to give this a school again, because this is dealing with high school, if I had to give this a C plus B minus, it's like somewhere in the middle there. Um, again, it's not a movie I would, would I watch this again purposely? No, right. it, but I am definitely glad I saw it. And so that definitely pushes it up, up from a C. Um, but it's just, it's not a movie that I would rush to watch again. No, I, I agree. I, I felt this was really enjoyable. I don't think that it's as enduring as other films oh, no. like this. When you, when you compare it to like a, a book smart, right. that, you, that's, that just, you know, it's at a, a slightly different level. But for me, there's still, I think there's something about the, the candor that, that, raises it above things. For me, it came in at 3.5 stars. I was wavering on 3 to 3.5, and I think in a, on another watch, it may come down, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the 3.5. And on my, my mm. flick chart, it you know, there's there's something, I just have a soft spot in my heart for movies like this because I feel like it's validating teenagers and their problems, which yes. I think is important. Absolutely. Because as you said, the, the conversation. So for me, it ended up, you know, brushing up against my top 100. It's at 109 out of 636 on my, my flick chart list, which is an mm. odd spot because it's, you get in this weird zone of, like, it, it was just below Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which I thought, okay, that's, wow. that's I wouldn't, I wouldn't say those are right next to each other, but just the way Flick Chart will throw things, I thought, okay, I would put Ghost Protocol much higher above that, but right? there, there's something about the heart of this one that it nudged it above some other things and just ended in a really odd spot there. But that's, that's, that's where it ended. But I think, I think we agreed. It's, if you've, if you've got kids, good movie to, to watch, you know, maybe watch first and watch together. Yeah. Tackling some some important issues, but so listeners, if if you think this is your kind of film and you don't want anything more spoiled before we really get into the story and and conversations about dinner conversations, this is your chance to pause the podcast and check out Banana Split on Netflix. Okay, so we're going to dig into Banana Split, which is a typical teen rom com to start with, right? I mean, that's that's where we 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 have our little you know, boy meets girl scene. And we, we cram like, it seems like the typical teen romance into what, like the first 10, 15 minutes where we just like fast forward through all the ups and downs of the relationship until we get to the the breakup right. at, uh, at graduation, which is one of those things that it's, uh, yeah, people are going to be going to different colleges, you know, couples break up, all that. And then we get what I thought was an interesting sort of convention of the countdown to orientation. Right. We would get these title cards throughout that would just tell us like how far it is to orientation as that's like the key point where we're sort of like at the point of no return. Because once we hit orientation, we're, we're, we're moved on, right? I, no, I totally agree. I got, I got the um, feeling of a bizarro up universe. And when I mean up, I mean Pixar <laughs> yes. up, right? Like, right. You know, where Pixar up has this beautiful montage about life. This one does too, but it's not <laughs> It's not nearly as serious. It's, it's literally what I guess the last six months of this of this main character's senior year, right? And like, right, yes. And you're just kind of like, okay, right? And I, and I enjoyed that because I like the fact that it got right into the the heat of the story, right? And and like you said, yeah. it, it the, the story really is the summer before college. So... You definitely, this isn't crazy amount of time. This is definitely like two to three months that we're going to go over. And I do like how they've got those little milestone markers of, you know, countdowns to orientation. So, you know, when you compare it to like other movies that deal with this stuff, like Lady Bird or, you know, those kind of movies, I think this was a nice, here was an attempt to just give something a a little different creative spin to kind of make you go, oh, I wonder what's next. Right. Where does this go? What happens? (laughs) 
So, yeah. So we so we, so we've got our you know the the love story that we think we're going to fall in love with. We we watch that crumble, and then you know in the devastation in the aftermath, April finds out about her ex's new girlfriend, whose name is Clara. And what I loved about this was that her friend uh, on the way to the party, her friends, one of her friends has, you know, created a, a fake Instagram account to follow Clara uh, so that so that they basically can can spy on her. And, oh, I, you know, I didn't have my notes. It was like, oh, Tatiana Realicious is the fake Instagram <laughs> yes. account name. And you're thinking, how does she not know that Tatiana Realicious? Why would you let that person follow you? Well, we'll find out later on. But that's that sets up the we're going to the party. April is, you know, sort of, you know, spying on Instagram on on her ex's, you know, new girlfriend. And, of course, when we get to the party, everyone is there. It's the party that everybody's at. So we're there. And, and we have... You know, the the whole scene, I think in every like teen movie, we're at the party where it's like in a huge house. Um, there's kids everywhere. There's booze everywhere. She she needs to talk to her friend Ben about Clara and all that and says, you know, meet me in the bedroom. <laughs> ben finally tracks her down is like, dude, this is like a huge house. This is the I'm... third bedroom I've been in. Right. Yes. <laughs> so we get the backstory of this, this Clara is. But then soon after that, we actually have Clara shows up to talk with April. They have a frosty little meeting to start, but then seem to hit it off out on the dance floor. But after, after a few shots, we get uh, sort of their first like heart to heart meeting with each other in the bathroom. It's sort of this, this bonding moment of girl relationships here. I can hold my own hair. You were the one who was supposed to puke. Sorry. How do you feel? Hungry. Mm. I saw some fancy cheese in the fridge. Please stop. Stop what? Why are you being so nice to me? I mean, what? Do you want me to be like a, a bitch to you? Kind of. I want a reason to give you a black eye. God, you're your eyes are pretty. And your boobs, they're like, really good. No, it's a push-up bra. Yep. Could I ask you something? Yeah. Why isn't Nick here with you? I don't know. Ask Ben. They are so gay together. What I found really interesting, aside from the fact that, of course, uh, it's, you know, two girls that should hate each other um, connecting, it's, you know, the the scene starts off with the, you know, I can hold my own hair type of thing. And I thought, okay, no, no, you can't. How, how drunk are you? But I, I guess it's that inhibitions are gone through alcohol that allows the girls to just let the guard down and right, have exactly. that that moment with each other. Um, where they just share a little bit about sort of their their mutual, I don't know, respect or admiration for each other. Uh, of course, capping off, you know, with the well, if boys spend so much, the boys spend so much time together. Why are they so gay together? Which is the I, the, the punchline comes off of the visual gag of the fact that that April's got her hand on Clara's breast for the the second half of that conversation. Now, at, and when you've gone to that, as you've explained that. As yes. as two adult males talk about this, <laughs> let me just say, you kind of now know where this movie's going. Like, if you had any questions yes. about the tone and the sensibility, okay, yeah, this is where it is. It's very frank. It's very candid. Yes. And yes, it will it will shock, and I'm certainly like you know, confound certain people, adults who watch this. But it's like I said, it's very candid, and and you know, and I think what this movie does is, even though the main character doesn't have the greatest uh, plan or certainly the, tr- you know, it's not a good thing to do that what she's trying to do here. Mm-hmm. This movie is a, what the big running gag here is, is vulnerability. Yes. Right. Allowing yourself to be vulnerable in situations, especially a teen, when you're a teenager, my God, yes. right. Your yes. defenses are up all the time. How do you, how do you mitigate and how do you, how do you navigate being vulnerable with the people 
who are around you and and then the relationships that come out of that a stronger relationship when there when there maybe shouldn't have been a relationship there is because you can just commiserate with them and i think that's a right. good thing yeah no and it i mean it we we get to the scene which again why is this movie called banana split and I, the only thing i can think of is their pivotal conversation happens as they're eating a banana split as they're they're sharing sort of their their common experiences and realize okay this 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 is going to get awkward because that's right. where we get the line of like oh when he talk when he calls his his dick a quidditch stick and it's like yeah. uh he hasn't done that with me we've we've crossed boundaries and that's then we get to they set up the rules and right. that's how they create their safe space oh, of yeah, yeah. we can be friends and how do we block out all the other sort of you know drama of being a teenager we, we it, let this be just about us right. let let this not be about about Nick. Let this not be about any of that. Let's not. We're not going to talk about him. We'll insulate our social media, all of this, so that basically they can have a safe space, which I think is an important thing for for kids to have, mm-hmm. because it it shows that sometimes you you have to push out all the noise, and then they can they can really be connected to each other. Yes. Uh, of course, the, the being a, being a comedy, we quickly have to come up with you know a, a joke here. So then it's you know well it, we've got great rules like Fight Club. I'll be Brad Pitt, and then I'll I'll be George Clooney. George Clooney. <laughs> and she's like, why would you, you can be George Clooney? Oh well, you know. And then we get insight into Clara, who's very much a different person. She watched Fight Club while you know doing a bunch of whippets, so that's why she thinks George Clooney is in the movie Fight Club. Yeah. And that's we get the the contrast between April and Claire, and we see this develop throughout their conversations of April, who's you know been intimate with like one person versus Clara, who's had many men. Right. And and as she said, please don't refer to my vagina as a room. Uh, but again, that's where we get the the candor that these these two girls can share with each other. And that's where we, I mean, then we, we spend the bulk of the, the film with the relationship between these two girls that should hate each other for all, all reasons, but have managed to push all that aside and just connect with each other to try to help each other figure out their path in life. Can I, can I just throw out something that's a little ridiculous? Of course. Uh, there's, okay. Uh, yeah. Knowing me, right? What's it going to be? Yeah. I, that's what kind of what I think the name implies the title of the movie. Because a banana split traditionally is three scoops of ice cream, yeah. mis- mix-matched toppings that are all put together. And and what are we talking about? All inside a split banana. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. I, I have to say, like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to go too deep here. I don't no. want to go into, like, because we're not talking about this minute by minute. Like. No, like your mind starts to do things to you. Like, oh, I see what they're doing here. I got they're it. Splitting the banana. Okay. And by the way, I got to mention, I don't know if it, that was the scene where she talks about, you know, the the um, Clara, Clara's character from Fresno and she's been with obviously yeah. a bunch of men. That sequence where they're talking about the men she's been with. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's this. And what they do is they just flash on like 14 guys and they're all naked with their hands covering the, okay. the genitals, it, right? Yeah. But on a white background. And yeah. I got to tell you something. Every single one of us in the room just started laughing at that scene. Yes. It was very <laughs> yes. funny. It was a very funny way to do this in a way that's not, you know, we should note in case you're wondering. Obviously, there is there is no actual nudity in this movie, right? Right. Um, yeah. But obviously, there's some implied stuff. But right. yeah, I mean, I, we, my wife and I, we were like, well, that's kind of, that's kind of amusing the way to do that. Please don't do that. But yes, that's yes. kind of a, it's <laughs> kind of well, a good way to do it's, that. It's, it's the girls flipping around. We've got the, the objectification of, of the men and it's yes. just, they're these, they're these, and it's, again, we've got a variety of types of different guys there, but they're just, they're just there meat. as they're meat. meat. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. No, 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 <laughs> no, this is, and you know, going all the way back to this, obviously nice to see. And I mean this as a father of a, of a daughter. Look, I'm glad to see that we've got, you know, here's you got Hannah Marks. Here's a young female voice who's obviously got some some really good stuff ahead of her because this is some really talented work. I'm glad to see more female perspective. And I am not just blowing smoke up anybody's no. backside saying that. I genuinely mean that because certainly we need to see more of that. Oh, definitely. And then, that I mean, that's where we get into, and I don't even, we we have... What basically two two male characters we've got we've got Nick and Ben but everybody else it's because it's we've got we've got April and we've got her mom and her sister we've got all of their right. conversations because dad's dad's gone that's gone um, and I th- <laughs> I'm assuming Hannah Marks has a younger sister or 
or one of the other writers has a younger sister because the f- the first dinner scene oh. after the, after the breakup where her little sister has this huge crush and then then rolls out her dream of her relationship with Nick where they're going to have the Spanish mansion and what a whale and they're going to have five kids and they're going to be named like Will I Am and Cher and <laughs> yes. oh we need to have some of the Beatles in there too so it'll be John Lennon and Paul McCartney it's just like such a a, a maturity, you know, gap right. between between the two of them, but I mean, humorous, and I, it reminds me of um, going back to Better Off Dead when John Cusack's mm. got the the younger brother that's you know way more mature. It's like the right the, you, for for comic effect. Here we've done the same thing. We've got the the younger sister for for comic effect who seems older than her years in in some ways. Right. Uh, with the knowledge that she has that is often shocking to her mother, but also still very immature in her concept and understanding of, of how the world works. Oh, that's a perfect yeah. uh, that's a perfect connection. Absolutely. No, that that's what the purpose of that character is. And you've also then got the mother, um, Susan, uh, who okay, it's played by Jessica I might mess this last name up, Hecht. Is yes. that her? Okay. I wondered why she would look so familiar. And I okay. realized she played uh the character of Lilla Vogel who is Lloyd's mother in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Oh. The movie with uh, okay. about Mr. Rogers from late last year. Okay. Okay. And, okay. And I was like, why do you look familiar? And that's and when yeah. I went back and looked and stuff, I saw, oh, that's what she was last in. Um, or one of the movies that she was recently in. And um, no, and the mother just plays this character of this mother who is nonplussed by anything that comes, any of the vulgarities that come out yes. of her younger daughter's mouth, <laughs> is nonplussed by any of the ridiculous <laughs> arguments that then ensue. And is just willing to just dive right in and go, you both need to shut up, right? Yes. (laughs) I I very much enjoyed that. That was the the funniest parts of the movie for me were any of the interactions between the main character, April, the younger daughter and the mother. I just, the younger sister, I'm sorry, and the mother. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, that I really enjoyed. So we, we, as we progress through the the relationship, uh, and what's interesting is that early on as they're establishing the rules, they sort of get sort of the big elephant in the room out of the way of, because like, Claire says, well, should we make out now? And then April's like, well, no, I'm not a lesbian. So it's it's clear that this is not a romantic relationship. This is a just an intimate friendship right. bet- between the two of them. So they get that question out of the way up front. And then we just, we spend time with them until, you know, the, the tension starts to build. Uh, I mean, there's, there's lots of funny moments along the way. This she, cause April works at a movie theater and I, I oh, couldn't, yeah. could, couldn't go past the point of the discussion about whether Pirates of the Caribbean or Tomorrowland was the best movie based on a Disney ride. <laughs> And then defeating his argument by basically saying, well, Tomorrowland's not really a ride. It's a land. It's a- right. <laughs> And this is Jacob, right? The, is yes. this the conversation she has with her boss, yes. it's, uh, played by yes. Jacob Adelon? Right, yes. From from Spider-Man fame. From Spider-Man. The man in the I, chair. The man in the chair. And I was like, you know, he, he so it's that it's the perfect example of the guy that so desperately wants the attention of the girl and yes. wants to do something there and has no has no skills to figure <laughs> out how, how to do that because that was his that was his his way to say, hey, but I've got a platinum plus, platinum pass to Disneyland if you ever want to go with me. Oh, was, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so that's that's his that's his big, you know, big ask right there of like this is how I'm gonna, you know, break the ice and get going. Pirates of the Caribbean or Tomorrowland, best Disney ride. Yeah. Or best best movie based on a Disney ride. Oh, oh no, no. Uh so then but the, the then we've got the character of Ben, who is Clara's cousin, and he's he's the one that's stuck in the middle of all mm-hmm. this. He's the one that is aware of everything. They've sworn him to secrecy. He can't talk about all this, and inevitably things are gonna come to a head because they're they're out at a cafe, diner one night, and this is after I guess we need to mention that when Nick's birthday comes, that April sends him a happy birthday text. Right. So we've we've got that that, that plants a seed for for what is to come, and that is the eventual like confrontation because they're all, Ben and Clara and April are out, and so Nick calls Ben first, and Ben is not a smooth talker under pressure. Bobbles that com- conversation very humorously. Then they they chew him out. Like, why did you even answer that call? Nick calls Clara. She's like, this is how you handle it. Click. Right. Sends him to voicemail. 
Then they are all surprised when he calls April next. And why would he be calling his ex-girlfriend? And that's where the, the, the cracks start to happen. And we get the reveal that, you know, April shares that she's she texted him and why. And that's where the tension sort of mounts between April and Clara. And there's another party coming up. And it's it's these two parties that sort of capstone the whole relationship the whole between season, them. They, right. Yeah, between them. They, they meet there. And then we've got this, this final party. And... April says she's not going to go. She ends up going with her friends, and there is just the like iciest <laughs> conversation because they Ben and April and Clara knows what's going on. Nick has no idea what's going on, and it's just the most awkward scene. Of course, April, Ben, lots of drinking, lots of drinking, lots of drinking, which then you know, downward spiral, and they end up having to decide to leave the party they're going to get a lift and that's where ben basically calls her out on what's been going on right and say it say what everything i'm an idiot i don't think we should do this steve. oh fuck steve come on jesus it's just what you've been waiting for lay it on me what are you a doctor? lay it on me no yelling in the lift please Look, I don't have to tell you you're an idiot. You know you're an idiot. Well, she's the one who started it. We're not six years old, oh, April. Oh, don't yell in the lift, Ben. I thought you wanted me to lay it on you. Well, I changed my mind. What is it you want? I don't know. And given the fact that this is a, a you know, romantic comedy, I guess, I don't know, is it, is it a, a, you know, how in action movies, in car chases, you've always got like the fruit cart or the pile of cardboard boxes. In every right. teen rom-com, are we going to have like a Lyft or Uber Uber driver scene? Because I think of this one, there's the one in Booksmart. Is that where we just have a scene now where we're in a ride share where, where teens will have a conversation that, that's important? Well, and, and here's the deal. You know how you know how you'll immediately know how that ride is going to turn out is whether or not they're actually using the Lyft or Uber name. <laughs> because here's what you know by that situation is the driver is going to be great. He's going to act appropriately. <laughs> yes. He's not going to allow anything bad to happen. The ride's going to go well. If anything goes wrong, it's going to be because of the fault of those passengers, and they're going to be politely asked to leave, which is what happens in here. Yes, it does. When you want to do a movie with a crazy rideshare driver, it will be called Zubermobile. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of knew that was going to happen. I thought that was really funny. I'm like, yes, oh, exactly. No, no yelling in the lift. Okay, yes. but at, at that point, when uh, you know Ben asks April what it is she wants, she says, "I don't know." And then he he makes his move. He he, he kisses April, which is I don't know if anybody saw that coming. You know, Ben's that third wheel, but I think it's it's that whole thing of like he's the the you know the wingman, and it's like okay, here's the time to move in on the X. I got to tell you, he, we were, we were, I was actually rooting for this as we were watching the yeah. movie because Ben's played by an actor, uh, Luke Spencer Roberts. He looks okay. And, and I'm, I mean, this is just how he appears in the movie. Um, he's very white, very pale. It looks like just like a, tip, a typical high school kid. You would imagine. Yeah. Has the long, has this bushy, long, bright red mop of hair. Yes. He's adorable. Like if this was if this was if this is the guy my daughter was dating, I would feel I would feel completely fine. I mean, would feel fine no matter what. I trust my daughter, but I should note that in case she listens. But look, this guy was the, he was just nice. He was the nice yes. guy who was just trying to be a good friend to everyone, which was impossible. But right. yeah, I actually I wasn't wasn't surprised, but I was like, oh, this makes sense. And then and then the sequence that follows this is is hilarious. For a variety of reasons. Oh, you talk about when they're they're making out in the bushes. Yeah, they're making out in the bushes, like because they got kicked out of the lift. Because <laughs> they then... got kicked out of the lift, but it's the payoff to the setup earlier on when April and Clara have been talking about Ben because Clara can't have a relationship with Ben because they're cousins and that right. would be incest and, and not the sure. hot kind. And then Clara asks April, the and she... <laughs> Clara asks April, and she's like, "Well, no, because I never imagined they, there was anything there." So, so right. when she when they're making out and she gropes him, is like, "Oh, there it is." Is the <laughs> Yeah, it is pretty. It's it is it is what you it is the stuff you would expect to see in a in a teen romantic comedy that's pushing the line of what you would expect to see. So again, makes total sense. But I love the character though, and I and yeah. I totally we, I, he was the one that again you just felt the nicest about because he was just trying to be good and helpful to everybody. Yes, he was, and this is where we get what I was trying to plot along in your your regular rom com, and it, it comes back to the rule that. Um, that I, I first learned about in Swingers, which is when you're trying to get over somebody, as soon as you forget about them, that's when they call. And it's like yeah. April's upset about 
And Nick's part of it, but I think there's more upset about the whole fight with Clara. So then, of course, the next morning when Nick shows up outside her house of like, hey, let's talk, that we see the misunderstanding April had because he's she's like, you know, this whole breakup. And he's like, you broke up with me. And she's like, no, you broke up with me. And it's this misunderstanding of who broke up with who. And I think that's her realization of oh, he was talking about this but didn't mean to, and she took it and said, oh, well, we're breaking up. So she's the one to blame for the, 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 the breakup of the relationship. And we should we should point back that that montage that happens at the beginning yeah. of the movie where you see the whole, the, the entire lifespan of their relationship, at the end, it's a very argumentative. They're, they're, yes. they're fighting over oh. every little thing. Yes. There's it's some the- passive aggressiveness going on. There's, there's, a, there's a whole lot of stuff happening. Yes. And and so you understand that you can kind of see yeah. where and people do this. This doesn't not just oh, yeah. teenagers. Everybody had this happens in relationships. Yes. Yeah. There were some things that uh, people that were said and then were assumed and then decisions were made and then destruction happened. <laughs> exactly. But we get a they they sort of I guess they you know I don't know how how secure schools are in other parts of the country. Oh, but I, exactly. I, I, I was like, you just sort of hop the fence. You walk into the school, you can get into the, the office and you just grab the PA system and you can just be, you know, and nobody's around, of course, right? No, there's a whole to... sequence where they, where they go on this like field yeah. day, right? Together where they yes. go, they break into their former high school mm-hmm. and they have the full run of the place. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, no. no, what is going on here? <laughs> Because because if you go back to the milestones, this is near the end of the summer. Yeah. Well, they're getting the school ready. Like, oh I mean, yeah, I this know. Is before, it's, it's... This is before pandemic stuff. You just had to check your brain. At it that must part. have been a week. It must have been a Saturday or Sunday, right? I guess. Sure. I don't know. But it's 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 the, it's their opportunity to sort of have closure right. to to their relationship there. But things are still left. Uh, on the rocks with April and Clara, but we do get that final resolution when when Clara shows up. You know, we've got all kinds of little sort of side stories to get resolved. There's a whole thing with April not having her driver's license that, oh, that plays right. out through, so she ends up getting her driver's license. So we get that the accomplishment of, of that, and uh, that's that's how you know we end with the two of them with April getting in the car with Clara, and they're going to just drive off. Right, they're just going to go for a drive because. They're, you know, April's leaving the next day. So they've got their friendship, you know, has, they've reconnected, they're friends again, they're going to be apart, uh, you know, unless, of course, something happens in a sequel, who knows, we'll see, right? right? (laughs) But we we have that nice resolution of, okay, April's at peace with herself, with, with Clara, with Nick. And we drive off to the stop sign at the end of the street. And that's, that's where we we end this one. So right. it, it it's uh you know there's there's a lot of as I you know went back through trying to like identify key points. There's a, there's a lot of funny moments but I again it's there's not a lot of substance to this that oh, I no. I feel like there's something super meaningful but I I think it is light entertainment that's that's enjoyable, you know, on a watch and maybe if I was younger and connected with the characters a little bit more like, oh, I, I totally know this person. Uh, might be worth rewatching a couple times, but I, I don't see it as a classic. But it was definitely something that uh, it was better than I, I thought and, and had hoped for. Because there were, there were more laughs than I, I anticipated with this. And, and the things that were unexpected, like Clara teaching April how to urinate when you're out hiking, out in public. <laughs> Yeah, there is. There's all those moments. It is. It is. It's littered. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. It is littered with such moments like that that are just kind of cute friendship yes. things yes. that just make you smile. I mean, yes. it's right. Yes. Carly Rae Jepsen re- references. Oh you know? yeah. Oh yeah. Call me maybe. Oh no. That. Oh my god. When she looks at the wall and it's the, the gift, and I'm like, yes. okay. No, 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 no. That's, there's there's some funny, cute stuff in this. No. Look. I. What, what is the purpose of this? Who? You know. If you're a teen. You're going to laugh because you're going to see your life. You're going to see real life in this. And again, the sensibilities may be different. I mean, I'm not saying everybody, I'm not saying every teen is doing everything that is depicted in this movie, but you have, you have Ben characters, you have the people, like the main characters, everything. And it's worth to talk about. Again, if you're an adult and especially if you're a parent, you'll do that. Look, here's, here's a couple things that are good about this movie. It's like I said, again, it's candid. You see the way social media now fits into an adolescent's life. Where it not only is it, I mean, I know we used to talk five, 10 years ago, oh, it's their, it's their connection to the world. 
well, well, now it is again. Yeah, life is a little bit changed. Right. But no, what it shows you is is that this is another way in which they use to to build or destroy relationships. Yes, like real oh, relationships. Yeah. Because you know, especially the whole fake Instagram. Oh, I, I yeah. didn't know which was going on, so yeah. did this. We didn't mention actually, um, which and this isn't. And again, anyone who's ever been a person knows this. April does have these two additional friends that are yes. not the best friends. That that <laughs> the I mean, party to say girls? the least, the party yes. girls. <laughs> yes, and and of course they're 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 brought in just for a few little subplot movement right. and some laughs. But look, you know, you just get you understand that, especially at that age, everyone's at a different point in their life. Everyone's yeah. trying to figure out what their next step is, and you know we've talked about this a lot. Especially again, if you have a if you have a teenager, male or female, this is that step in life where you're like, okay, now I'm going to create my life, yes. right? Like you're yeah. going on to that stage where maybe you can maybe you you know you've had the same friends for 13 years, you know, with kindergarten, and yeah. now you're like, okay, now I, now I know who I kind of want to be, and now I want to be that person. I don't want to have I don't want to be encumbered by the baggage I've had before. That's what this movie is. It, it is dealing with yes. some of those issues. Yes. So, look, are you going to agree with it? Is everyone, like I said, is anyone going to watch this movie and say, oh, you know, I totally relate or I totally agree with anything? No, of course not. That's yeah. not what the movie's for. It's to understand what's going on in your teen's head. <laughs> a little yes. bit. A little bit yes. more. Just a little, a little bit, bit more. A little bit more. Maybe with less drinking. Maybe with a little yeah, bit less dr- drinking. I mean, I kind of wish, I got to say, like, okay. <laughs> I hope it's not. Uh, I don't know, right? In some places it is. <laughs> I hope that's not that. Also, uh, and I again, just just putting this out there objectively, there's there is sex, right? I mean, yeah. so like, and and you know, obviously, different people yeah. will have different sensibilities yeah. on how they will talk about that. Um, again, no nudity, but you know, you've got that, and then you know, there is the discussion. I mean, it is a, it's yeah. very uh, raw and it's very candid yeah. discussion, and again, not just between the characters of the same age, but the, right. the little sister and right. the mother look this is where life is sometimes Don't, oh yes I, I to me i guess you know the more i talk about it look i i again i think it's a good movie i you know to me yeah. one of the one of my favorite movies of the genre that i have seen in recent years is ladybird is oh, it yes. as good as ladybird yeah. no i would i no. would i would watch ladybird of course mm-hmm. again uh but yeah. was there value in seeing this again yes yeah so if i mean yes if you if you saw like ladybird uh, if you saw and liked Booksmart and you're looking for right. something else, it's not going to match up to that, but it's it's in the zone with that oh, yeah. because you, it'll, it'll give you some of the feels. It'll give you some of the laughs. It's not going to hit as heavy. It's not going to have, you know, as big a laughs, but it's, it's going to be right in that zone. And I think it's a, you know, for Hannah Marks, I think great, oh, you know, yeah. you know, getting out there, putting this together. Yes. You know, learn about Bartman clearly in the next time around. <laughs> But yeah, I know I was I was really impressed. I'm looking forward to what her next project is. Seeing that being able to to construct a really competent and intelligent story um, that that takes the issue seriously without being too over dramatic to say, oh, look at us teenagers and it's so rough. It's like no, because there's a lot of poking fun at the things, and uh, but still the realism and you know makes me think about the fact that maybe I don't want to, I, I don't know where Ben and Nick were working, but apparently they were high all the time while working there, and I don't want to think about the teens. those donuts or that <laughs> bread. It was a bakery of some kind. Yes, those donuts exactly. were something. I am sure. Yeah, that was that made me laugh a little more than a little bit. Uh, and also, you know, I don't know if we've mentioned Clara was played by Liana. Yeah. Uh, Liberato. Oh, okay, uh, right. You yeah. know, I'll tell you something. Great performance. I mean, acting in general. I mean, good acting is obviously an art. For all these these kids who are young young actors, um, yeah. and Dylan Sprouse, obviously, and Jessica Hector, probably the two most uh, most experienced. Jacob probably right. is third there. Hey, you know, great great job. I mean, yes. is it believable? Yes. There's no yeah. there's no bad performance in this. Uh, yeah. So hey, no, it's a. Uh, it's good. I don't know if I'm going to be able to con my daughter into watching another one of these though together. <laughs> you, you did your time on this one, and well, it's because you got the you know you you you've got to you got to choose smartly. And what I've learned is sometimes you don't say, "Hey, let's watch this together." You say, "Hey, I'm going to be doing this podcast. Maybe you want want to watch that." And then and then they then they get to think, "Well, maybe I can I can guide this conversation of on this podcast and and give them some tips about what to talk about." And Could then you, just, you can have the conversations. Just please, if you do that, just know who the actor. <laughs> are don't just <laughs> good god see it's cole sprouse that's not cole sprouse dad Son of a... there's a thing called imdb dad I'm, come on he's a twin how was i supposed to know no, I, I thought he know. stopped acting yes Which, you know 
interesting story on that too is that you know he has i mean um dylan is is he did he took a break from acting and i think there was a couple interviews he did where he said you know sweet life of zach and cody if you you don't know this was a huge deal on the disney channel for many years this is where the both of them had acted uh you know he said he he actually took a break from acting because he really wanted to know if that's what he wanted to do and so break has been concluded and now he's like yeah Yeah, yeah. i'll I'll be i'll pick and choose what i want to do and I, i think to be in that position more power to you Oh yeah, that's and cool. I think this, you know, I think again, making a smart choice of doing something that you know, again, that and I get that a lot with the Disney stars of like, I'm going to do the anti-Disney thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be the long-haired, pot-smoking hooligan ex-boyfriend in this movie. Right. Uh, but you know, did it did it well? Yeah. So I mean, yes. Hats off to everybody on this. I think again, you know, a great great starting point, and looking forward to see where where things go with them. I think we've we've split the banana split. We've we've dug into it and, and got all we could out of it. Uh, I want to thank our listeners for for tuning in to Trailer Rewind. And if there's anything we said here that entertained, educated, or even enraged you, we'd like you to tell people about this podcast. Whatever your podcast listening platform is, please share, rate, or write a short review. It helps other podcast listeners find us. And if you enjoy connecting with other film fans, you can become a member of our community on Discord. There's all kinds of conversations about Disney things like Mulan. Is Tenet ever going to be, you know, making back all its money? All kinds of great conversations about that. Uh, Great debates about films. We'd just love to have you as part of our community. You can check that out over on our website, thenextreel.com. Rob, it was great having you on here talking about a movie that we can share with our kids as uncomfortable and as awkward as that might have been. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, I love doing this. This was great. Thanks for having me on and just appreciate it and uh, look forward to the next one. Hondo. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. (laughs) 